take two years off after you graduate, build your skills. It's not about just going for a master's degree or something, but have a set of skills, build your network. Okay, uh, network is net worth. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ark Gyan podcast and this is our very first episode for the year 2021. Uh, hoping that this year is going to be way much better than what it was last year for all of us and uh, wish you guys in particular, our listeners, the very best. Alright, so in this episode, we have with us a very special guest, uh, Devishti Gatak, who is the founder of Renovate. She is also a graduate from Dr. Y. D. Y. Patel of Architecture in Mumbai, and she has over 12 plus years of experience in the architecture and real estate space. And coming to Renovate, Renovate is a platform for contractors, architects uh, to streamline their work process where you can use some of the features, which is creating BOQs, estimates, um, using measurements. So you can use your smartphone camera to take measurements. And they have a lot more features in that app. So you can find the app in the Play Store. I will be putting up the link below in this video. Do check it out. It's definitely useful for you as a contractor or an architect. And they have a lot more features lined up this year. So you get to streamline your work, manage your business better. And that's where the future is headed, where tech helps architects manage their work and help execute designs even better. So what do you want to learn in this episode? Uh, Debushri is going to be taking us on her journey in architecture, how she got into architecture, and then eventually how she transitioned into startups. What Renovate is all about, how they started, the various challenges they faced, what plans they have for the future. Plus, she also gives us some great insight into how startups run, uh, the funding in startups, and a whole lot more. So this is definitely an episode for the entrepreneur architect out there. And uh, hopefully it brings some kind of value to y'all. If you do like the episode, please do like, share and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you're listening to this on a podcast player or uh, platform, please do leave a rating and review as well. So that's about the intro. Let's jump straight to the episode and get to hear what Debushri has to share with us and her journey into startups. And anyway, let's go. Great. Uh, let's kick things off. Uh, you know, give us a background about yourself uh, and, you know, how you got into architecture. And then we'll right. uh, jump into other topics. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, so like any other person, you know, who's joining architecture, I was very good at drawing. So everyone said you must get into architecture, which is a misconception <laughs> now that yeah. I know. So... <laughs> If you're good, if you're a good artist, you must get into and you have good grades, you must get into architecture. So, but that's not the story. Originally, I wanted to either become a very differing choices I had when I graduated, like from 12 when I passed. Uh-huh. I either wanted to be a fashion designer or a biotechnologist. Okay. <laughs> and I Very didn't extreme. want to become an engineer or a doctor. So I had uh-huh. the process of elimination. But yeah, I mean, I knew someone who's an architect, very close uh, family friend. And I saw the kind of work that they've done. And it was somehow, you know, everything coming together. And I felt, yeah, you know, I could explore this as a mm-hmm. career option. 
if i even if i don't like it you know later i can diversify into something that i like probably mm-hmm. but yeah i wanted to stay close to design yeah all right and uh, your uh, experience in architecture school was uh, how was it is was it like really good or uh, uh, yeah so i come from a very i used i mean after the 12th i used to come from a very academic kind of a background you know always studying and you know getting like top grades and stuff so once i got into architecture it was a whole new world for me uh-huh. as a first year right i'm yeah, sure it's i can relate many, to it yeah 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 so i just couldn't relate like what is going on where are the books <laughs> what are we supposed to study <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean it was like i'm getting grades for just sketching <laughs> and expressing creativity and you know stuff like that so it was quite interesting but uh, it was i realized in the first and second year that it was what you know i was probably cut out to do that you know somewhere i'm getting a chance to express myself and my professors also we had like two very different schools of thoughts which kind of had a balance like one school was like you know exploring deconstructivism brutalism mm-hmm. all that you know theory and getting into like the questions that one is supposed to ask about architecture and the other school of thought was like you know what is there just you know copy and just make yeah. the construction details the whole class has the same construction details you know services like that same services detail from 1970s are being carried on and you know yeah. so we had these two very different schools of thought and you know that somehow led us to question a lot that is there a better way of doing this and is there you know something so that you know we don't know probably maybe it's out there we didn't have the power of internet like we do today so this was yeah way back in 2008 so it was okay. not like we open google and uh, you know everything just comes up it was a dial up connection we had to wait for a long yeah, time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so it was a very different world at that time and uh, where i really enjoyed my time in college was also that we were one university which had engineering medical law mm-hmm. a lot of things and incidentally like a lot of my friends from college like from 12th and school they kind of went into all these different courses so we always okay. used to keep interacting with nice. people from other uh, yeah from other uh, lines and that kind of you know led us to kind of get into a process of thought that oh you know you should network this is what i tell the mm-hmm. students of today also don't be constricted into your own uh, line you know talk yeah. to others know what's happening everywhere there's so much happening outside yeah, yeah exactly and coming to that uh, you've like uh, diversified into like uh i mean lot of architects want to get into startups but uh, tell us about your startup journey you know how you got into startups and also before the startups uh, uh something which i came across is that you completed 150 projects in 3 years right so i don't know how that's possible but it, yeah. so i'll tell you how so i was taught never to take any small project you know it's a project right even if someone tells you that you do a tv unit up i so i would give it my all ki okay i'm doing a tv unit i have to do the best uh-huh. in it and like that so okay. i mean i wouldn't say all of them were like big high scale you know i'll be yeah, honest yeah. about it but yeah on my record i have like 150 clients who are happy okay <laughs> nice you know, so as a freelancer journey so i have done architectural projects i've done furniture design i've done product design nice. like everything that's possible i've explored into mm mm-hmm. 
so even website design for a couple of my friends you know using like whatever tools little bit of tools using aesthetics yeah so i mean i have considered all of them as my projects my babies <laughs> during my freelance oh time. nice all right yeah then i used to write very actively during that time because you know as a freelancer it gets very isolating at mm-hmm. times i would i mean you're just on your own kind of yeah, not yeah. talking much to the outside world just getting into work so i used to spend a lot of time writing and i used to enjoy that as a process so mm-hmm. if you ask me about uh, the projects which i have done as a freelancer i mean the biggest challenge was to get those projects mm-hmm. right so uh, i think my time in office and college really helped me because the networks that i had developed the projects they didn't want to take up they used to tell me hey you want to take this up and that's how i got a foothold okay. maybe they didn't have the expertise into that level so sometimes they used to tell you just take it up and finish it off for me and you know that is how i built up my portfolio and this was in one of the main cities right in uh, mumbai and in mumbai pune yeah 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 generally yeah, diversified most... into karnataka bengal okay so wherever we used to get i used to get work like i used to take it up so it was good fun it was a good journey okay but uh, how come you, uh, i mean you have like 150 projects of experience so that generally means that you start your own firm you start practicing architecture yeah that that was a thought but you know like i said you know i wanted to scale up and mm-hmm. it's not about having 150 or 10 projects or mm-hmm. uh, 200 projects in your belt you can have as many as you want but somewhere i felt that it was getting a bit repetitive for me because mm-hmm. uh, i mean the same kind of things people expect that you've done it there you know now i want the same kind of a look feel whatever so uh, somewhere i felt i've done it all and you know i want to get into something more challenging and something that's a real problem to solve probably mm-hmm. so this was one avenue that opened up that hey it's a big challenge that you know the digitization of contractors of designers mm-hmm. so uh, that was something which came up as a challenge and uh, we and we had a prototype developed which won an award from the government of india awesome. as one of the top 50 startups that are set to change uh, and that kind of led this momentum that you know if the government of india has recognized it and we've got a grant for that there is definitely a potential you know that we can explore on a larger scale and that's how we came to renovate yeah okay great but i i i just want to know like your transition like generally an architect right we are stuck in this bubble where we know only how to draft and do 3d reviews and exactly and, and we can't really message. get out of the bubble right so like how did you start it is tough it is yeah. tough i mean once you get comfortable doing a certain thing your way like it's only a matter of exploring softwares like from autocad you might go to sketchup from that to rhino to that to bim revit it's a matter of just getting tools and getting upgrades in your uh, software mm-hmm. knowledge or say a little more complicated design a little mm-hmm. more uh, you know i don't know i mean that's what i would uh, that's what my journey has been that you know what is more it's okay i mean and there's a lot of factors around as well like your client needs to be comfortable mm-hmm. there are budget constraints ultimately it all becomes one big excel sheet where you're only talking numbers at the end of the day right so when i mean you are managing a project of a big scale uh, design plays like slowly gets into the <laughs> i mean nobody else has a phenomenal design you know here's my money just build it 
so that is where you know you kind of get comfortable that i have done this so this will also work this will also work you know and then you kind of restrict yourself mm-hmm. but uh, it's a very difficult uh, path i would say you know to transition from something that you're so comfortable and so well adjusted into and getting into something which is like a completely new environment but uh, now that i've spent like close to 2 years into this uh, domain and understanding how it works i understand that the virtual space is not too different from how we envision the brick and mortar spaces right right so of course there's a screen it's only you are subjected to a screen and your user has to be comfortable in that screen ultimately there's a ux design involved there's a ui design involved and you know it's not too different and it's like how your user is comfortable using your product all right so ultimately it's all a design challenge and uh, it is uh, i would say architects have a huge scope of getting into startups so by definition a startup is a business which has which is like an exploratory thing it's not been done before so i've heard many people misuse this term like i have a startup architectural office no your office is a yeah. business it's not a startup architectural office <laughs> or it's not a startup lawyer office okay uh-huh. unless you're getting into something new yeah and, yeah so uh, that's how the definition of a startup comes up so that's the whole idea that it was difficult but i would encourage people to explore ideas to scale up to give real solutions you know to actual problems existing out there and yeah. uh, that is what my message would be yeah so no matter what the means are whether it's a startup not startup business whatever it is but you know always figure out solutions Yeah. and it also must have been like a series of failures till you know you hit that absolutely uh, yeah 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 so failures are a part of life right i mean you can't even as an architect like sometimes things may work sometimes things may not work you may have visioned it out in a completely different way and then you know when it finally all comes together and it may not even be your mistake it might be the contractor goofed up or you know the clients didn't want to spend at all and they just you know Yeah. went ahead with the thing so failures are but it's like what you learn from the failures and what you take from it and move on so mm. it's one step at a time you know it's irrelevant like you may fail so many times but it really doesn't matter you have to just keep going i mean it's all like sounding very cliche mm. but you have to just pull it through i think the persistence and just this uh, tenacity to build up then your failures don't uh, you don't reflect on your failures as failures you're like okay it was part of my whole journey it's fine yeah. happens yeah but uh, generally success doesn't come right off the bat it'll take those no, it take a number of years of experience and all that and then eventually even after you hit success you still not satisfied right even that is also part of the absolutely so it's like how you measure your success and your failure it's yeah. just as simple as that what is your parameter for measurement so every big name you see they will have a failure story you know yeah. so yeah there may be challenges i like to call them challenges because i have not yet like thrown in my cap and said hey i'm done with this and it's over uh-huh. there are challenges you know there are things you are not prepared for sometimes it may be from the business side of things sometimes it may be from the product side of things sometimes it just may be a stupid mistake that you overlook so i wouldn't say call it a failure it might be a challenge you just okay. have to pull through and overcome um yeah. could you tell us more about uh, renewate and what exactly this company is all about and uh, how you guys are helping uh, the construction industry in a way sure sure 
so uh, the idea of renovate came up when uh, demonetization happened you know i was working on my projects you know the freelance projects that i was doing and uh, a lot of uh, contractors because this market deals primarily in cash and you know there's no documentation of anything whatsoever it's all like verbal or it's like ye kar do kar do and all hmm. so they faced so much challenge because the whole market used to work in cash and there were no real uh, documentation of anything like where is the purchase order where is the bop nothing so i noticed like you know they're lining up uh, you know outside ki madam how do we transact via this uh, neft or what do we do mm-hmm. so they had absolutely no clue and i wanted to help them but you know it was like what do i do at a larger scale which can help these guys to kind of uh, transact you know and interact create ideate you know without being like you know relying on someone like me or any other designer so that is how the initial idea of renovate came about and we built a small prototype first you know to see you know we tested it out with a lot of contractors who were their small time designers and the feedback that we received was really good like yes you know i understand this it is something so simple to use but i can you know kind of use it to get my projects managed i can manage all my projects and all so that kind of uh, built the momentum and slowly we entered this competition which the government of india was hosting mm-hmm. and that is where we won the smart 50 challenge which was 50 startups that will transform india among the, like the other 50 uh, 49 were really different fields and we were the only ones in this industry and that is where you know a lot of people took notice that oh this is a big problem nobody's gone into this depth before maybe this has potential and slowly we built up that momentum we kept it uh, i mean we used to keep on testing at every phase that is this working is this not working and we realized there are so many opportunities in this industry that we can explore which has previously not been yeah, absolutely yeah yeah so while we architects have a lot of like uh, avenues like we have a lot of resources we have a lot of uh, training in digital tools like you know whatever there are a lot of in, like small time uh, professionals in our industry who don't and there need there needs to be something for them and that's how the idea came about and that is what we are building today all right great um so could you take us through a process of uh, you know how a contractor gets enrolled or uh what exactly is the services that you provide and uh, how it could you know help streamline his work and uh, help uh, you know sure. yeah so it's an app which is uh, available for download on the play store so any contractor designer architect whoever wants to use it can download it and uh, how it helps is uh, there are a lot of features available like uh, making bofus okay easily in a few clicks error mm-hmm. free bofus uh getting uh, invoices generated directly from a bop in one click or you know sending it across getting the documentation right of the project you know getting the requirement brief noted uh creating a digital portfolio in 15 seconds oh nice your, so it's like yeah you don't have to rely on like a heavy pdf file you know to go back let me hold on i'll update my portfolio and send it you can just do it on your phone with the images you have and it's like really easy to do so these are uh, like a small then getting measurements on your phone you know if your phone is compatible and you know you can measure the site on your phone so very easily like floor plans carpet area surface area and all these are paid features right or, yeah so these are the features sorry what did you say 
all of these are paid features or uh, is it no no these are free to use okay so yeah so it's free to use and uh, we also kind of uh, enable the contractors to get paid via the app digitally maintain mm-hmm. their records right uh, all right and uh, like could you give us some stats on you know how many people are uh, using your app and uh where is you're projecting it for 2021 and how has it been during the lockdown in 2020 yeah so uh taking your first question is uh how i mean how many people are on the platform so we see your uh, 25000 plus contractors and user, designers using it both on the app and on the pwa uh secondly uh, how do, what do i see for 2021 I see a big move into digitization for this industry. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of work that you know contractors and designers do, they've realized is redundant, like excessive site visits and you know follow-ups daily and you know chasing everyone. A lot of it should be digitized and should be made uh, automatic. I would say, for lack of a better word, it should all be automated and you know it should just be a process. कि एक बार डाल दिया तो you know it's just there. Yeah, yeah. You don't need to chase people. a uh, lot of clients keep saying come to site come to site come to site but you know it's not required you can do it over video yeah. calls that's been our big learning yeah yeah <laughs> so you know it's like you can manage projects sitting anywhere and you really don't need to go i mean there's such good technology available these days that uh, that's one big learning that travel can be minimized and you can take up more projects more work like that and you uh, for 2021 i think uh, yeah it will again pick up the market 2020 has been re- really bad with the migrants and you know this laborer crisis issue so we try to help them out as well by tying up with various uh, social uh, you know organizations that empower them and give them access to grants and schemes so that has seen a good feedback and a good response where people have actually benefited from that uh 2021 uh, we see a big spike you know upwards because whatever has been held up in 2020 that same workload will kind of shift on to 2021 and uh, people are buying properties people are renovating again it's just that maybe offices might be a little uh, i don't know maybe a mm. bit slow in that sector but residences are going to be big in 2021 so right. that's what we see in terms of trends and uh, are you catering mostly to tier 1 cities and uh, are or are you also planning to get into the market of tier 2 tier 3 cities actually uh, we don't have a set uh, tier 1 tier 2 as such okay. i mean we've seen downloads from places we've not even heard of like remote places in bihar and you know we've seen really good adoption in uh, some cities of up bihar then some places in the south which we have we were not aware of then in a uh, small city in odisha so we seeing these kind of uh, contractors adopting to the platform very easily and uh, it's pan india the platform is available pan india so anyone can just download and use it so yeah we don't have any such uh, plans like this because it's just there for everyone to use okay great um Uh, so uh, you know the rates in india generally it varies right uh, uh, yeah. from place to place and uh, right. you have plans to tackle that solution as well where uh, 
uh, in such a unorganized unregulated sector exactly yeah. Yeah, the standardization is required it won't happen overnight but i feel that you know there needs to be a clarity and a transparency because one guy charges 50 bucks the other guy charges 150 bucks for yeah. the same thing so i feel there must be a clarity on that front and you know the client needs to be aware of what they're paying for so yeah Right. I, I we do have plans for that, but let's see how that pans out. All right, great. Uh, tell us more about you know uh, how a startup generally runs. Uh, is it like like generally we I personally have more of an idea of an architecture firm how it runs, and I don't really know how a startup runs. Do you have HR? Do you have sales? Do you have like how many different departments are there part of a startup? so when you start up it's literally what it means that you're just starting up so uh, it depends i mean on the scale of at which you're starting off like uh, i don't know if you read this book called the lean startup or mm-hmm. you know a book on so it's good to stay lean initially you know and not have unnecessary expenditure and just you know focus on your core uh, priority so having hr and all is good but you know that depends on how the startup wants to kind of uh, orient itself uh, also one important thing in startup culture that we have evolved as an organization is that everyone kind of takes onus for the thing that they're doing so there's no hierarchy in our domain, in our company mm-hmm. so it's like if you are responsible for something you will be responsible for the end and you are free to take any decisions related to that whether you want to change it tweak it whatever so we have kept that culture going and we have a very small organization as such uh, so yeah i mean a startup culture is basically like all hands on deck you know and uh, kind of taking maximum efficiency wherever possible so that's how normally how we are working all right uh, and could you give us some uh, highlights you know on how funding works for startups and uh, uh like generally we have we hear of you know series a series b funding all the way to left right. right so uh yeah it depends on where you see your company like uh, funding and non funding it's a very subjective issue so when you ask me about the kind of funding that there are there are stages like pre seed seed series a series b as you said so it all depends on the growth the traction the industry or uh, tackling different investors look at different things and mm. sometimes it's also on the you know what the founder has done so far and you know it depends on the investor to founder and all then uh, when you talk about bootstrapping i think most of the architecture firms are bootstrap businesses yeah. that wherein you know you build up a so most of the service sector industries and all are bootstrap i mean uh, zerodha also started off in a certain way and they've built products and they're doing pretty well they're all over the news so it depends i mean uh, there are many companies that work like that and they kind of come up all bootstrap and you know it's uh, it's just the founders perspective where they want to you know what they want to do so how they want to scale up how quickly they want to scale up whether they want to give away equity they don't want to give away equity it's all a matter of uh, the founders perspective uh yeah i i wanted to ask you about you know how um, there's a big space for startups in our industry right in architecture uh, like so uh, how important is it for architects to not just stick to design but also you know pick up on tech pick up on coding languages uh, 
you know be be out of the box and uh, just not be like a typical architecture firm right that fully depends i mean uh, on the architect like uh, see as i said earlier that it depends on your comfort level uh, do you identify a problem and do you want to take up you know full like, there are architects slowly who are getting into tech and who are getting into different fields which i keep reading about, about and it's good mm. because uh, i feel architects are trained in a way you know that they identify problems and they identify 10 different ways of solving for problems so i feel they have a good uh, mindset in terms of startups but sometimes they are very rigid also mm-hmm. like i've done this in a set way and i don't want to change from that so that's also a big problem that you know architects sometimes even i face mm-hmm. so yeah so i would say there's a huge scope like pinterest was founded by some architects and you know one architect was a founder uh, among the three and then uh, we work i mean that was also a co-founder was an architect mm-hmm. so there were dif- there are these are these different segments you know where architects have been involved and have built very successful companies and you know they have given their creative and their you know insight into it so the idea i wouldn't say like uh, we work the tech stack needs to be like you know you need to be on top of everything because there are people who will do that for you uh if you go on to learning you just need to know what things are supposed to do what that's about it as any company you know so if you feel that yeah i need to learn coding because you know it's the next big thing and i'm seeing these ads yeah, these kids yeah. are learning coding and building apps uh that's a fomo you know that <laughs> that a lot of people are facing now and, oh i missed out on this coding you know i should have been a coder as well and got an offer in google and you know and million but that's not how it works right i mean uh, there are so many companies around and we keep hearing about them and stuff so if an architect uh, i would say the easiest way would be like as i said you know when you are in college you meet all these different faculty mm-hmm. when you meet all these different streams like just talk to them you know you know what everyone is doing and uh, tech yeah definitely like uh, i see architecture nowadays to be i don't know i mean that's just my personal opinion that architects architecture like a lot of processes are pretty redundant mm-hmm. in the industry which yeah. uh, i had a big problem with so i mean i thought i should explore that was my personal journey that this redundancy was what got me out of that uh, comfort zone and cat drawings all the time and uh, sorry cat drawings and a uh, lot of sketch up and all that right yeah i mean it was like you know later on like somehow i felt that design as a product was not getting valued anywhere it was just like sitting you know like ha theek hai this to go this guy can also do you know that kind of a thing the minute you hear you feel that design is not a hero here it's only numbers and mm. that kind of yeah. slowly you know <laughs> yeah that's very discouraging for a lot of uh, you know young architects uh, starting off right. and, and even to get projects they pitch really low and clients take you for granted and uh, yeah exactly so i see a demand and supply issue as well mm. like there are so many freshers who are graduating and every day we hear that you know there are these things that you know the salary is not uh, right or whatever yeah. it is so uh, somewhere yeah there is a big demand and supply issue you know forget leads like leads are a secondary thing but mm. it's also the way you know these architects are coming into the industry and you know they're not getting what they would have preferred and you know somewhere it's very discouraging mm-hmm. so, all right uh i'm just going to share my screen uh and uh, share the website which is renewate 
and maybe you could just take us through uh, what exactly you know how contractors create project estimates or what it is yeah so you have the screen which gives you a direct link to the google play store you can just enter your number and download it and let's go let's just scroll yeah yeah so yeah those are some of the you know yeah features so we are updating we are in the process of updating our uh, i mean website so what you see here is uh, the tools that you have one is the easy measurement you know using your phone you can quickly take measurements perimeters and you know you don't have to wait for a surveyor to come or your guy to you know waste time and come over to site and then you have to go check everything it's all on your phone you get easy calculate which is like uh, once you're done with your measurements you get your areas you know so carpet area surface area perimeter we've also added deductions to this now so all your windows doors and all are documented yeah but this depends on the kind of phone that you are using and the kind of device so you know uh, that's also one thing that the compatibility matters uh, the android version and all of that so just like a disclaimer yeah then as you uh, yeah after you are done with that yeah so this is a big feature that we have we've added more languages to this so you can use renovate in uh, seven different languages now nice and we're adding more languages as we go uh, you can create estimates and make unlimited invoices so you know one click uh, as i said you know easily you can just make a boq and then convert it into an invoice send it to your client and get paid for your work mm-hmm. so in on yeah so if you see you know it's like an easy estimate like you just click on a few things and the whole specification is there easy visualization so we have a patent pending product this is uh, where you can easily visualize the so normally when we right now we have something a solution for paints so normally mm-hmm. right now when we have a paint job at home you know or anywhere we'll make like 10 different samples on the wall the painter will come then we'll say no this is not right make it darker make it lighter you know things like that so this using this tool you can visualize across companies paint samples on your wall you can nice. see how it will look you can share images you can document the paint number that you finalized so it's all there you know even after 10 years if the client says here mere ghar mein kaun sa paint tha i need to paint it so you know you have it on your records very easily you can just bring it up it was this shared from this catalog okay so right. that's one feature and uh, managing project i just wanted to uh, cut you off sorry about that <laughs> um uh, how does patent work uh, like how do you you get a patent in india is it a very complicated process or uh, uh, do you need time and how does a general patent work so patent uh, there are different kinds of patents one is a utility patent one is a design patent and uh, i'm not aware about the rest but uh, you have to have a good patent lawyer and if something is patentable they will uh, definitely guide you on that they will advise you on intellect so this is a very underlooked at uh, thing with companies startups businesses the whole ipr which is the intellectual property rights uh, what can be copyrighted what can be trademark what should be trademark uh, why is it important so this is a big big uh, chapter in itself and uh, when you have created something which is not there before 
and uh, you check with your patent lawyers you know and they will be the ones who will guide you that how easy or hard it is so fortunately mm-hmm. we have very good patent lawyers with us who helped us at every step of the way and uh, we have one patent and we are waiting for three more now so okay. very soon that will also come up and right. we have copyrights trademarks everything in place which they kind of advise us time and again on so it's pretty easy if you have a good team you know supporting you mm-hmm. all right so we have few partners whom we worked with and who are happy with us so yeah all right we are adding to this so this uh, is getting updated as we speak so we'll just uh, <laughs> update it shortly now so this is only a mobile app right or do you have plans even to uh, set up a web version of the uh, same so few things are web version we okay. had a web version yeah and few things are and we'll be doing that soon all right great um and uh, how is it could you give us an example of any uh, you know challenging project or uh, something which you worked on or any contractor who's had like great success using renovate yeah i mean uh, i don't uh, so people have given us great feedback and success as in you know we've got because of this covid situation which has amplified you know mm. this tra- uh, traveling and all of that so you know we have uh, heard from contractors ki we individually talk to you know many of them at times like our team reaches out and asks mm-hmm. them you know are you facing any issues or anything so that trust factor is what you know we have achieved with them and you know they tell us all their pain points and we understand and so one feature which we've launched yesterday uh, it was this digital portfolio which is like portfolio mm-hmm. of the go they like are madam wo client log chillate you know aisa hum bhejte photos type ka to bolte nahi jaake dekhna hai and you know it's like they also have so we kind of made it like a crowd source you know we took a feedback a survey we understood you know what would be easier we did a lot of uh, kind of uh, studies and that's how we came to portfolio on the go which is like a very easy to make portfolio and we are making many more features like this based on what you know they kind of tell us and they are enjoying using it so yeah that's great validation and feedback all right um do you have any plans to integrate uh, renovate with bim and uh, you know because bim is like the tech which is happening now for construction right and it's right. mandated in a lot of countries but not yet in india but how uh, do you have a road map for your company and how you're going to integrate not it not at the moment okay uh, not at the moment because uh, bim is a big chapter and i think it's like uh, very heavy and you know it requires a lot of technical understanding to understand what is bim and to build it so at the moment that's not our core uh, focus mm-hmm. so yeah we want to make very simple solutions for you know <laughs> easy to use and yeah that's bim is something we would not like to get into right now immediately yeah in india it's mostly like the more of the simpler more the simple it gets the better right and uh... Yeah, quick turnarounds, quick cash flows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, what plans do you have for Renovate in the future? And uh, you know, where do you see this company uh, headed? This startup, actually. Yeah. So plans for the future will be. Uh, I mean, there are many plans as of now. So what we can share right now is that you know. Uh, 
being the app for the contractors designers you know de facto app and making it very easy for them to operate to manage projects that's like the plan as of now yeah and yeah as of now we're just focusing on that so later on as in how we kind of come up with you know things we'll share all right uh there's something i left out which is you know how do you manage your time uh, as a startup co-founder how difficult is it uh, is there a lot of work or uh, do you have time for yourself uh so that was very important during my time in office uh, when i just graduated and you know worked with two of like very big names in the industry i realized that you know we are working till 12 in the night to in the morning in office and it's ridiculous like <laughs> the other industries are like are you mad yeah. <laughs> what do you do so i'm like no no i'm building this big celebrities home you know it's like uh, he'll come in the morning at 8 and i have to present at 2 and i have to finish my model <laughs> so i don't i you know it was like that and it was very normal for me <laughs> and uh, at home like my parents had given up like what is going on why are you doing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. industry you got into mm. like that so yeah so that uh, i mean even in uh, both these offices i felt that time management was a issue that you know as a fresher like i'm having to work till 10 11 on mm. days and you know uh, there are even on weekends yeah weekends yeah. but yeah i would say that you know <laughs> uh yeah so one of my office was very good in that aspect like we never like maybe once or twice in four years i have gone on a weekend so that is but you know the pressure was there and i have worked till 10 in the night and all so it was good fun at that point of time but now looking back it's like you know i wouldn't want any of my team members to do that unless like really it's needed so in our office our policy is at 6 o'clock you shut down and you leave Okay, okay give time unless it's like a product release or something like really crucial which needs that kind of time mm. but from 9 to 6 the dedicated hours that you give from monday to friday are what we want mm. we don't want like you to stay in office and you know work till 10 11 and unnecessarily like waste your time during the day and all of that so that ways we have achieved quite a good culture i would say in spite of work from home our teammates are always connected and as far as managing my time goes like uh, i kind of feel that you know uh, managing home and managing office they have to be two separate things and uh, you have to just plan in advance for everything mm. like whether it's uh, i mean your maid coming on time or you setting up your maid schedule at home or you going home and cooking dinner after office everything has to be you know planned out properly in advance so sunday is the day i plan out everything including what clothes i'm going to wear each day of the week you know like that so yeah that time you have to take out and you can't afford to be like you know wasting your time throughout the week you have to know what meetings are there what preps you have to do you have to reach on time every time and you know you have, even if it's a zoom meet you know you have to be there like 5 minutes ahead prepared all of that so <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, one hope- thing I would like. To- Sorry. Yeah, and hopefully, like you know, more startups and more tech comes to architecture space. Even architects will start leaving the office by six pm. I guess. I hope so. I mean, <laughs> uh, so we are hiring architects. Like this is just a shout out to all the architects out there. We are hiring architects for our team, and you know, if anyone is interested to join us and know what we are building. 
you know we building uh, i mean i've already given a good <laughs> summary to manish so if any of you want to join us do write to us okay our email is there in the website and we'll be happy to talk yeah i'll be sharing all those uh, links and more in our website as well so you guys can reach out to debushree and our awesome team and uh, work for renewate yeah debushree so coming to a close uh, this is something which i asked to all my guests uh, you know what advice would you give to young architects uh, especially now because everything is very uncertain and jobs are also scarce uh, how how would you advise a young architect and what what advice would you give them yeah right so uh, the advice would be that um, you know that don't get disheartened because you didn't get the job in the architect's office that you wanted okay uh, look out for other avenues you may have uh, some skills that you yourself are not aware of it could be marketing okay it could be just selling it could be into sales it could be anything okay and a lot of these startups are brick and mortar startups like uh, i would say like these hotel startups you know oyo and all so look at other avenues also of employment okay at the same time keep upskilling yourself like by upskilling i just don't mean learning new softwares it's also about uh, you know maybe it could be as simple as uh, a speaking course or a communication course content writing marketing like how manish has established his podcast so you know uh, it could be something as simple as that but i would advise uh, architects to not get disheartened by you know paltry salaries and all of that that's all irrelevant okay build your skills take two years off after you graduate build your skills it's not about just going for a masters degree or something but have a set of skills build your network okay uh, network is net worth as someone i don't know who but i always believe in that so build a good network you never know where opportunities may open up so and you know don't uh, like go on forums and abuse uh, you know people and offices and council yeah. <laughs> yeah that happens a lot over here yeah yeah it's not uh, it's not the right way of doing things and it's not uh, the correct way of doing things council is there they're doing their work but at the same time you need to take the initiative to kind of you know it's not uh, they are uh, nobody's look out right for you you have to upskill yourself so whether it's writing whether it's marketing whether it's learning ux ui whether it's learning something completely new you know uh, just see what is the pull of the market like understand the market you have 5 years of experience see where the market is heading what is the demand in the industry just because you've studied 5 years in architecture doesn't mean you have to only build, uh, make like brick and mortar buildings or make interiors you can do a lot of other things okay so add value to whatever you do and uh, it might sound like very preachy but uh, think of uh, yeah <laughs> so think of new things that are coming up where you can add value what are your skills align them and just go for it you're just a fresh graduate you have nothing to lose yeah i think that was some solid practical advice that he just gave us so uh, i'm sure like a lot of uh, listeners would benefit if they you know implement and go ahead with the, that advice Yeah, so I mean that was the advice that I had to give to the fresh architects. But don't get disheartened. Don't go on forums and waste your time in abusing people. It's not right. It's not the good way of working. Skills and you know add value to whatever you join. And don't take any office or any project as too small or not worth. This is not what I want to do. You never know what avenues open up. 
All right, brilliant. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Devashree, for coming to our podcast and uh, sharing your journey and what Renovate is all about. Uh, before I let right. you go, we have a small uh, quick fire round. Uh, I'll where I'll ask you a bunch of brief questions, and then you could give us like brief answers. Right. All right. Uh, who's inspired you the most as an architect, and you know who, who's been your inspiration through your uh, journey in life? So it may sound very cliched, but Miss Vander Van Lee Corbusier. <laughs> I've just you know I've not found any architect like and Tada Ando of course like three names I really comes on the top of my head. Yeah, being a uh, boxer, uh, if uh, yeah like Tada Ando had a background as a boxer and uh-huh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So and he's built these phenomenal spaces and he's built such a good name like. I, you know, so many architects now that I see and, you know, it's like, oh, this looks like a Tadando structure, but, you know, it's not. It's someone else who's doing it. Even Lee Corbusier, like with RCC and with the, uh, his whole five, uh, you know, commandments, whatever he had come up with, Villa Savoy, they still hold true. Mm. Same with Mies van der Rohe. So when I visited uh, this Barcelona pavilion, every second house, I feel nowadays with the modernist look and all, everything looks like a Barcelona pavilion, but with yeah. a little... So, you know, at that time, in 1929, this guy came up with this phenomenal thing and people thought it was rubbish and it needs to be demolished and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it still stands today and it looks as beautiful as ever. So these three architects, because I've personally seen their work and I really, like, I felt wowed when I saw it and, you know, it was amazing. So, you know, these three names come to the top of my mind. All right. Uh, which city would you consider your favorite? In India? Anywhere. Uh, doesn't matter. I have not been everywhere, so I don't know. have a good <laughs> answer to that. <laughs> but uh, so far, the places I have visited, I, uh, I think uh, Mumbai is obviously close to my heart. Uh, Navi Mumbai, of course, I mean, I've grown up there, so it's like, uh, yeah, so, and apart from that, I would say, uh, I like Calcutta for the food in India, I think, yeah, that's one city which I love going back to, uh, apart from that, in my travels, I've really liked uh, the art scene in uh, San Francisco and uh, Barcelona, and um, I like the people, the warmth in uh, Jordan. We visited Akaba, which was like okay. a small su- southern town. So both my husband and me, we love to travel. And because nice. of COVID, we've not gone anywhere. But every year we plan like these offbeat places to just go and, you know, visit wherever. So awesome. uh, my husband, Supratik, is the co-founder of Renuate. And he's the brains, you know, behind all the tech stack and all of that. So I missed on mentioning. Yeah, <laughs> final shout out <laughs> to Supratik. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, shout out to Supratik. <laughs> so anyways, um, uh, yeah, so we love traveling. And uh, apart from that, like uh, in terms of architecture and, you know, new construction, I would say, you know, under, if anyone wants to visit, like go to Singapore, go to Dubai. These are phenomenal cities close by that, you know, you can just see the kind of new construction happening if you don't have like a humongous budget, but want to be, you know, just mm-hmm. be wowed by the buildings and all. Uh, so, yeah, I like them in terms of architecture and all. 
apart from that yeah we've been to a lot of places but these are the cities that kind of at the back of my mind you know i always have like what's happening here what's happening you know let's see like that all right so, great yeah um what is your daily routine in your life look like as a co-founder and startup owner uh on weekdays i get up at 7 7:30 and uh, then i check my emails whatsapp messages everything uh just respond to them or maybe just schedule for 10 o'clock and uh, i am in office by 9 o'clock if there's office or whatever my i'm at work by 9 and between 7 and 9 i manage all the household work whatever is required of me and at 6 we kind of uh, yeah break and uh, after that i take time out either we go you know for a walk or something or we have work so we stay back working so it all depends on the day and you know what is expected so we take the week as it comes like we all plan for the week and go ahead with that all right um uh, which are your like favorite books uh, which you've read or do you have any which would you recommend so yeah so now the thing is that you know <laughs> i've not read a book in a while okay <laughs> i uh, yeah <laughs> i mean at a stretch so uh, right now uh, it's just been like you know whatever digital reading sources and all mm-hmm. i kind of get my news and all from your that. story and all that and, yeah so i'm very active on reddit uh-huh. so if that counts like you know all kind of platforms and all i read a lot of like uh, theory at times but you know there are spells where i go into this reading mode and i end up reading for you know two or three days and then but that's not happened of late yeah yeah because it's your consumer work yeah ha <laughs> so it's like uh, i shut myself off and i get into reading if i have to read something a book and i can't leave a book halfway so of late but yes there are some you know favorites like i always enjoy going back to so i mean the last book i bought was uh, this book called uh, the subtle art of giving yeah yeah <laughs> it's so fine <laughs> but yeah that's the last book i have and i'm still halfway through it but otherwise i do a lot of my reading online i don't really have a big library of sorts or anything i buy a lot of architectural books like uh, graphics and all of that but it's been a while now so my collection is mostly like all these architects and their books <laughs> so yeah yeah even uh, renovate is still at a very early stage uh, yeah. now right so like it will take time and even me for my case you know i'm uh, restless and i i feel like i need to spend more time in building the podcast building uh, my courses so like you right. switch your mind to just focus only on that and then you know right. once it builds and reaches a certain stage then you sit back relax read a book chill out and all right. that right? that's how yeah reading a book for me is a very relaxing event where i need to be in that right head space and yeah, you yeah. know kind of read. otherwise i really can't do it justice you know so <laughs> yeah that's what i would uh, say all right uh thanks a lot devishi for taking the time out and coming to the akyan podcast we had a very fun and interactive session and we learned quite a lot about uh, startups so thanks again um hopefully Thank in the future we'll have you as a guest and then talk about more about what renovate is doing and uh, yeah so thanks and uh, hopefully see you in the future sure.